My name's Chris, one of the leaders here at King's. And as Dan said, we are finishing our three-part series called Explore Membership this morning. And it's kind of an unusual series for us. Normally on a Sunday morning, we would be uh, looking at a book of the Bible or uh, kind of zooming in on a passage of Scripture. For instance, next week, we're starting a series, our autumn series, on the Great Commission that Jesus gave to his followers in Matthew 28. Really looking forward to that. So why are we talking about church membership this morning? Well, we believe passionately that it is God's will for every believer to be a member, a committed member of a local church. And uh, damage, we run a course every few months called Explore Membership so that new people uh, can explore whether this is the local church where they're going to put down roots. And it starts with a meal and there's chance to chat and get to know us as leaders. But with so many new folks coming into Kings recently, we wanted to enable as many people as possible to explore membership. So here we are. That's what we're doing this month. Now, if you aren't yet a member at Kings uh, yet, if you're not a member here, just uh, if you've heard Dan and Luke's previous sessions online or in person, do come to that lunch that Dan mentioned at Dan and Julie's house. It'd be so good to see you there. But what if you're already a member at King's, like so many of you are, I know? Well, this series is a refresher of what church is all about. And it's an opportunity for you to respond in faith and say a big yes in your heart that that this is the family that God has called you to and to commit to playing your part in it. And whether you're a member or not, we have a a membership booklet that we want to give you, everyone, this morning. So please do take one of those on your way out. Take it home. Please do read it. So this is uh, session three. In session one, Dan addressed the question, why membership? After all, isn't everyone welcome at church? Well, the answer is 100% yes. Everyone is welcome. We want there to be a wide open door where anyone can come in and be welcomed into this community. Whatever you believe, whoever you are, I am so glad that you are here. But membership is about more than just attending or observing. It's about stepping into the family of God. It's, it's about devoting yourselves to others in this family. It's about being really known and being accountable to one another. It's about being receptive to the leadership that God has placed over this family. And it's about celebrating diversity, but being aligned in following Jesus wholeheartedly together. Membership transforms church from a a they to a, a we. It's moving from observation to participation, from attending to belonging from apathy to responsibility, from being part of the crowd to part of the family. Now we have a phrase at King's that describes why we exist as a church. It is to experience Jesus in community and demonstrate his love to Edinburgh and everywhere. And within this phrase, we can find a lot of what it really looks like to be a member at this church. So in session two, Luke unpacked the first part, how we experience Jesus in community. And Luke mainly spoke about what we believe about Jesus and how that impacts our church community. Well, let me just quickly add some of the practical outworking. What does this Jesus-centered community at King's specifically look like? Well, obviously our Sunday gatherings are important to that. 
you're all here, so I guess that's a, that's a more obvious point to you. But if you're new to Kings, you might not yet have connected to one of our midweek small groups. Dan just mentioned them. And I want to encourage you to do that, especially that welcome group that Dan uh, just mentioned that he's going to be leading this term. Being a committed member of a small group is an important part of what it means to be a member at King's. We are not called to be Lone Ranger Christians. You just don't find that in the New Testament at all. Christians are children of God, and therefore, we're brothers and sisters in God's family. As members of God's household, we are to work at cultivating close family relationships with one another. And I guess the place that most obviously works itself out is in your small group. It's obviously easier to do that among 12 other people than it is among 200 others on a Sunday morning. Now, many of us will go through seasons of life where it's just really hard to attend really regularly your small group, maybe due to shift patterns or um, looking after elderly relatives or young children. But we would encourage every member of King's to play as full a part as possible in the life of your small group. The benefits are so wonderful. Uh, Mutual encouragement, learning from one another, practical support, prayer. I've been so blessed by being part of a small group at King's. Just time and time and time again. I can't recommend it highly enough. But of course, family is not always easy. Jesus uses this to make us more soft-hearted and humble. You might find yourself in a small group with some people that you wouldn't naturally get on with or choose to hang out with. And this, honestly, this is such a beautiful part, a beautiful aspect of church life. But you may find yourself needing to learn to bear with others and forgive them and work through hurt in the way that Jesus told us to in Matthew 18. So small groups are so important. Let me touch on a couple of other ways that we seek to experience Jesus in community. Uh, We have a brilliant course called POD, Path of Disciples. Josh uh, mentioned it as a way that he really got to uh, learn more about Jesus and make that decision to get baptized this morning. This is a, a, a course basically designed to help you have a firm, help you have Jesus as a firm foundation for your life and then to walk with God and to serve him. And I want to particularly recommend that to you if you are still getting to grips with your faith in Jesus or maybe you're even just exploring that today. Pod is such a great way to do that. And we also encourage members of Kings to get into a running partners group. As we always say, nothing to do with running, fear not. Uh, They're groups of three believers of a similar age and stage seeking to spur one another on in running the race of life for God. So at King's Weeks, we exist to experience Jesus in community as a family together. Now, I want to spend the rest of our time this morning looking at the second part of our why statement, demonstrating Jesus' love to Edinburgh and everywhere. Now, we believe that the primary way that Jesus' love will be demonstrated to our city and beyond is through the church, through local churches like King's. 
If you've been around Kings for any length of time, you'll grasp that we are really excited about the local church and all that God wants to do through it. You might ask, why? I certainly did when I started coming to this church. (laughs) After all, most of what you hear about the church in society or in the media is pretty negative. If you believed everything that you heard, you'd think that church was a declining, scandal-ridden human institution that kind of just muddies the waters of our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That is honestly how I felt about church when I, when I started coming here. As a young guy, I just didn't really get church. You know, even in seasons of my life where I was actively trying to follow Jesus, I just saw this church as a kind of slightly irritating add-on. <laughs> like, like why, why do we do this? It was like, I know this is well-intentioned, um, but it's, it's flawed, right? It's deeply flawed. And some Christians must have come up with this idea a long time ago, and I guess that's just still what you do, because that's what you do as a Christian. But you know, that is not the picture you get in the Bible at all. I want to share with you a verse that's really close to, to my heart, to our hearts. As leaders, this is on the back of your Explore membership booklets. It says in Ephesians 3, 10 to 11, his, that's God's intent, was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God has decided that it is through the church that his manifold, his multifaceted wisdom should be displayed to the whole earth, even to the whole cosmos. That's a pretty high calling, right? Church is God's idea. He is so passionate about his church. Elsewhere, he describes it as his bride, his possession, his building, his body, his people. And as I say, this was a huge revelation for me. About the age of 22, God suddenly just opened my eyes to how he feels about the church. It changed my life. I love the church. I hear a lot of Christians saying things like, yeah, I love Jesus, but I'm not, I'm not so sure about the church. If somebody said to me, Chris, I think you're great, but your wife, Jen, can't stand her. <laughs> I really love you, though. Don't get me wrong. It's obviously more likely to be the other way around. <laughs> uh, but, but my response would be, If you don't see at least some of what I see in Jen, you don't understand me at all. To love Jesus is is to love what he loves, and he loves his church. And right now, Jesus is building his church, the global church and every faithful local expression of it. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So membership is about partnering with Jesus in the work that he is doing. And I can't think of anything better than that. Now, maybe this is all new to you. Or maybe once upon a time, you had that revelation of God's passion for his church. But with the messiness of life and the imperfections of church your enthusiasm has just kind of gradually faded. Maybe you even feel a little bit jaded. 
And that can happen to all of us. My prayer today is that God might restore to you that revelation of how much he loves his church and give you a fresh, beautiful vision of what he's calling the church to be and your role in that. So what are some of the things that we do here at King's to demonstrate the love of God to Edinburgh and everywhere? We're now going to make a whistle-stop tour of serving, giving, witnessing, working, caring, leading, and going. Slide's weird, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> that, that sort of thing really bothers me, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, each one of these things could be a, a sermon or it could be a sermon series in its own right. Um, and we've done these things in the past. But just let's quickly dive into serving. I'm trying, good, it's gone. <laughs> now, some churches have too few people doing too much of the work, maybe a select group of leaders. And that isn't just bad for those people. It's, it's, it's not a biblical model of church. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12 says that good leadership exists in order to encourage and equip every member to contribute. Luke read 1 Corinthians 12 last time, which portrays the church as a body, as Christ's body, with many different parts, all required to play their unique role in order that the whole might function as it's meant to. It says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the hand to the feet, I have no need of you. We want to be a church where all gifts are recognized, valued, and released You know, we're so different from one another, and it is precisely because of those differences that we desperately need one another. God has given us a vision of a church that doesn't just reach one demographic or personality type. We want to reach and serve and delight in people of all ages and stages and backgrounds and cultures and languages and ethnicities. And to do this, we need every member bringing the things that God has put in you. 1 Peter 4, 8 to 10 says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. There are loads of different opportunities to do that at King's on Sundays and beyond Sundays. In the membership booklet that uh, you can pick up at the end, there are some helpful lists to help you get started if you need some inspiration. And if you don't know what gifts you have or how you might like to serve, my recommendation would be find an area of need and, and fill it. God can bring huge blessing through you when you willingly and just faithfully serve where needed. Now, serving one another within the church family is in itself a demonstration to the love of Jesus to the watching world. John 13, 35 says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, 
And through serving, we reflect the character of our God. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. I feel like Jesus wants to just gently remind all of us this morning that a key part of our calling as his people is to lay down our lives for others. John 15 12 to 14 says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. High calling. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do what I command you. Now, the COVID pandemic has brought about lots of unforeseen Consequences, and an interesting one that I've observed, and that I've also heard from lots of other leaders across the UK, is that when the treadmill of life stopped all of a sudden in 2020, many people kind of discovered boundaries in life. You know, it, it allowed lots of us to to realize that life was kind of living us before COVID rather than the other way around. And and it it helped us to reevaluate our priorities and put in place some healthy boundaries that protected the things that are important. And that was a really good thing. But the danger is that we grow too attached to living closely curated lives seeing anything that kind of comes in on our, uh, our time, our personal time or our desires, anything that stretches us um, in uncomfortable ways, you start seeing those things as inherently bad. But that's kind of hard to square with Jesus' call to be people who lay down our lives for others. We have a higher calling than coasting. Gently and kindly, Jesus is calling us to step into that discomfort. It's actually there that we find life because it is there that we find Jesus at work through us. I know that most people, most of us, post-COVID, we feel busy and stretched. But I love what James said at the all-age service last week. Jesus simply asks us to bring to him what we have, small and insignificant as it may seem. He he can do a lot with your little. So what is your little? Bring it to God and believe that he can turn it into something amazing that blesses the church and demonstrates his love to our city and beyond. Now, It's really important for me to say that this is a church where there is always grace to say no to stuff. We all enter particular seasons of challenge. And, you know, if you're a mom with small children or you're caring for elderly relatives or maybe you're dealing with long-term sickness or something like that yourself, simply making it along on a Sunday morning is a huge win. Well done. (laughs) That's you. But perhaps there are others here who God wants to speak to this morning about stepping into or perhaps even stepping back into self-sacrificial service, maybe just joining a serving team or helping to lead a small group or a a ministry area. 
Part of how we demonstrate the love of Jesus to Edinburgh and everywhere is to serve. Serving is a key part of membership. And so too is giving. Now, we want to be a church where overflowing generosity is normal, just like we read in the book of Acts in the New Testament. Membership is about taking ownership and stepping into responsibilities, members of the family, and some of that is financial. Dan preached much more comprehensively about giving back in March. It's well worth a listen uh, if you didn't catch that. And you can also pick up one of our uh, finance leaflets for this year, our Connect desk, um, afterwards if you didn't get one of those. But here's the basic philosophy that we uh, find about giving in the New Testament. We have an unimaginably generous God who freely gave his own son for us out of love. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? As a church family, we want to reflect the abundant generosity of our Father. I'm aware we all come from different backgrounds on this. For some of you, it'll be like giving money to church. That's weird. And for others of you, you'll be used to just giving money, but perhaps because you have to. You know, it's just, that's the, something you just have to do. It's, 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 an, it's an obligation. Well, I think the Bible doesn't say either of those two things. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8 says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. God loves it when we give cheerfully and generously, not out of obligation. It's about the heart, giving in grace, not, not to tick a box, but giving in a way that leads you into increasing reliance and trust in Jesus. Now, many of us at King's would give about 10% of our income to the church, and that's based on uh, the principle of tithing that we see in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But generosity looks really different for everyone in this room. 10% of 10,000 is really different from 10% of 100,000. So tithing can be a useful guide, a useful starting point, but scripture, that scripture we just read makes it clear that it's not primarily about putting a figure or a percentage on it. It's about generosity of the heart. So what would that look like for you? I'm aware that many of us will... uh, perhaps already be feeling the strain of the cost of living crisis that is um, upon the country. And, and you might have read headlines this week about energy bills with concern. We do need to be wise. But we also need to keep fighting to trust God and to live in faith. And just to say, if, if you are struggling at the moment or you come into financial difficulties in the next little while about, um, you know, related to the sort of cost of living stuff, please don't just keep that to yourself. Please do share that with, with one of us as elders or your small group leader. We do have the Barnabas account, which is a fund that is available to, to help people um, kind of deal with um, some of these 
cost issues, and uh, it's available to make small grants to you if you are struggling. So please don't just struggle silently. Please do speak to somebody and get the support that, that you need. But if you're not giving to church yet, the best advice I was given years ago uh, was just start somewhere, start small, and see what God does. Very quickly, what does the money get spent on? There's loads of details in the um, membership booklet or in the finance leaflet. But the headlines are, we're completely self-funded as a church, and it costs approximately £26,000 per month to run this church. And we also give a proportion of our income to other churches, other people, other initiatives that we love. So we'd love you to partner with Kings financially. And in my experience, it is a great adventure to join together with others in Kings, other members, to see God's work extended across this city and this nation. Another way that we demonstrate the love of God to Edinburgh and everywhere is by witnessing. Next week, as I said, we're going to start our series on the Great Commission. So we're going to be talking about this a lot um, and, and, and encouraging one another and learning a lot about this, practicing a lot in the weeks to come. But in short... Jesus gives a clear command to his followers to go and make disciples of all nations. Disciple making starts with telling people about the love of God shown to us by Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one who enables us and emboldens us to do this. In Acts 1.8, Jesus' followers are a promised power to witness We need the same, and we trust that God will give us that by his Holy Spirit. You know, as members of Kings, we want to be ready to share our faith with the people that we spend our lives with, people we come across. It's something that I can sometimes feel intimidated by, by something I'm really trying to practice more and more at the moment. You know, I sometimes feel nervous when I come to to share my faith with, with somebody else, but Just over the last few weeks, I've just found it so much fun to partner with the Holy Spirit in in what he's doing, to step out and have that conversation with that friend or that colleague or that person that you meet on the street. And we want to do this as individuals and also as a church. We know there are always people in the room on a Sunday morning who aren't yet Christians, so we try to explain things we're doing and give opportunities for people to respond to Jesus. We run events like the Christmas carol service that you can invite uh, friends to, and and we're going to share the hope that we have in Jesus. And we regularly run alpha courses in our building and elsewhere. It's just a great way to introduce people to the Christian faith. We also have the Go Team, who are a group of people from Kings who usually go out and spread the gospel uh, with people on the streets on the first Sunday of the month, first Saturday of the month, sorry. And soon, we're going to be launching a simple street cafe uh, where King's members can hand out hot drinks and share the good news of Jesus with passers-by. Guy's going to be heading that up for us. It's a great opportunity to practice sharing your faith. We regularly gather to pray, to ask God to save individuals and for God to have mercy on our city. Finally, we give money to other church plants and evangelistic initiatives in Edinburgh and elsewhere. So as I said, we're going to be seeking to grow lots in this area this term. But let's be expectant that God wants to use us in this. Now, up until now, I've largely focused on activities that you'd more naturally associate with church. But one of the beautiful things about church is that it's made up of individuals who are scattered the length and breadth of our community. 
every one of you is a kingdom outpost in the world. I think sometimes people think that uh, God is only interested in things like prayer or reading the Bible or being involved in church community. And those things are great, they're essential. But the Bible tells us that our jobs, our studies, our vocations, they really matter to him and should be part of how we display and advance his kingdom. What you do out there in the world really matters to God. And it really matters to us. It matters because God wants to use you to share the love of God with those you work with and live alongside, as I mentioned just a second ago. But there's more to it than that. God has given us a world to care for and create with, to enjoy and to fill in partnership with him. The first chapters of the Bible are all about this. Reflecting on this, Tim Keller says, gardening is the pattern for all work. It is creative and assertive. It is rearranging the raw material of God's creation in such a way that it helps the world in general and people in particular thrive and flourish. This is full-time work, whether you're paid for it or not. And we hope that what we do in church meetings helps and equips members of this church to fully realize the scope of what God has called his people to do in the world. Similarly, another key facet of demonstrating the love of God to Edinburgh and everywhere is caring for the vulnerable. This is an essential part, it's an essential calling on every church At Kings, we have some organized ways that we try to help with caring for vulnerable people. Uh, Very quickly, we run toddler groups. There are lots of young families uh, in this area, so toddler groups are a great way to connect and offer help. We have weekly Kings Tots on a Tuesday morning, and uh, we also have two Saturday morning groups, Dads and Tots, and Adopted Tots that we started recently. We also run elderly befriending because there are lots of isolated older people who live near our church. Our Evergreen team, led by Maria, have been reaching out to them over the past few years and blessing them with events in our building. They've been keeping touch right the way through the COVID pandemic and visiting them in in local sheltered housing when enabled to. That's a great thing to get involved with. We also run youth outreach. God has placed us right next to a huge high school. And so we run a youth cafe for young people on a Friday afternoon. And we also work in partnership with other agencies and connect into the brilliant work that they are doing. So, for example, on the first Sunday of the month, we invite people to donate items of food and other essentials, which we then take up to Brunsfield Basics Bank, run by Edinburgh City Mission. We also partner with the work of Safe Families for Children, They connect volunteers from Kings with vulnerable families in our area to help avert full-blown crises by giving resources and and friendship and time and even respite care. We provide teams of people from Kings to cook for the guests at the Bethany Christian Trust's Rapid Reaccommodation Welcome Center, which is always quite a mouthful. Um, It's it's a a center for people who would otherwise be sleeping on the street, and it runs throughout the winter, and and, and we have teams going down from Kings to cook meals and spend time with the guests. Our weekly news email has 
regular updates of all of those things, and you can get involved with them. We love it when members of Kings get involved with some of the things that we are doing that I've just mentioned, but we also love it when members of Kings initiate new ways to reach out and care for people that God has connected you with, even communities that God has connected you with. And we want to cheer you on and pray for you in that. Next, there is leading. For us to do what God has called us to do as a church, we know we need to raise up many leaders. We need loads of people to hear the call of God and respond, to get equipped to lead in lots of different areas, small groups, Sunday serving teams, outreach ministries, prayer, pastoral care, and in the future, church plants. You've heard a lot about the new leadership training program that we are launching in the autumn, GROW. I'm not going to say any more right now because you've, you've heard a lot of late, but can I just say this? I don't think you will regret setting this time aside for God this year. It's a really powerful thing to set that time purposefully aside to make time for, the, for God to speak to you, to call you into his purposes. So do you get yourself signed up? And speaking of leadership, I'm going to spring this on you, but if you currently lead a small group at King's, could you please just stand up for a second? Or I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I know most of you hate doing this kind of thing. I just want to say a huge thank you to, to you guys for diligently serving just faithfully week in, week out. Can we just give these guys a round of applause? So grateful for what you guys do. Um, small groups are so important. I've already been banging on about it. You heard Dan talk about it. They're the backbone of our community. They help to provide good pastoral care. They provide a key context for discipleship, and they play the key role in welcoming new people into our church family. God continues to bring many wonderful people to Kings, and we want to care for every one of them really well. Most of us would probably say that, that we stayed at King's because of the connection that we made to our small group. That is true for me. We want everyone who comes through our doors to be welcomed like that. As Dan was saying, notice, right now we're facing just a, a, a few challenges in that area. Many of our small groups, especially the central ones near to our building, are busy. That puts a lot of pressure on leaders and limits our capacity to, to show that loving, extravagant welcome of God to newcomers who want to connect in. We need more groups to do this, and that means we need more leaders. I, wanna, I want you to ask yourself, could you be part of the solution? It might look like supporting the leaders in your existing group, maybe volunteering to, to lead a discussion or a social or cook a meal, something like that. Or it might look like learning to lead a small group yourself. Now, you might not feel ready for that, but we'd love to help you. At King's, we have a course called Pod for Small Group Leading that aims to help you explore what biblical leadership looks like in a small group setting. If you're interested in leading a group now or in the future, please do come and speak to me or speak to your small group leader or small group hub leader. Again, the question to ask is not, do I already have everything I need in order to lead? 
The question is, what, what has God given me? What is the little that I have that I can offer in faith to God? Good leadership is essential for any church, and we want to release as many people as possible in different areas of church life, and we want to help equip you to do that. Finally, we're almost at the end of our whistle-stop tour, folks. Well done. Finally, I want to talk about going, because one of the reasons that we are so excited about uh, investing in leadership and, and training people up is that we believe that ultimately it's going to help us plant more churches. We want to see more churches all over Scotland and beyond. To do that, we need loads of people with a heart for local church, trained up in leadership and excited to go. And we also need loads of people to step up here at King's and stay so that we can keep doing the things that God is asking us to do as a local church. Church planting requires everyone. King's began its life. We began our life as a church family, as a church plant in 2002. We celebrate 20 years this year. Isn't that awesome? And in 2017, we planted a church, King's Church West Lothian. Members of this church have gone out from us in the past to plant other churches in Vancouver and Berlin and The Hague in the Netherlands. And we know that God has more for us. We really feel uh, he wants to bring it to just the front of our minds in this next season of church life. And he's calling us ultimately to plant churches in our surrounding region, in the Lothians and Fife. But we're not limiting where he might want us to plant churches in the future. We know we aren't meant to do this alone. And we love being part of a family of churches called New Ground, led by Dave Holden. Dave's a great friend to us, and uh, he regularly brings us encouragement and challenge as an eldership team. In fact, he's going to be with us doing just that this week. Really looking forward to seeing him, and he's going to be uh, preaching at King's next Sunday. We also benefit from great relationships with other churches within New Ground and the worldwide family of New Frontiers. And we're also delighted to have great relationships with churches across Edinburgh and Scotland, working and praying together to see Edinburgh and our nation reached with the gospel. There's a lot more about that in the course booklet. Uh, it's got everything that I've talked about this morning and the other guys have talked about in the previous sessions. Do remember to, to grab one of those on your way out, take one home. Being a member of a local church is God's will for all of us. If you're not yet a member at King's, I want to encourage you to step in. First step is, is coming along to, to lunch after the service at Dan and Julie's. Just come and, and, and see Dan or Julie or myself if you're keen to come along. You're really welcome. There's been a lot of information, I'm aware, this morning. But now we're just going to take a moment to respond to God's call, every one of us, to embrace the role that he's calling you to play in his family, the church. I know loads of you are already members at King's. Perhaps you came into membership years ago. You might not even really remember what it was. But today there's an opportunity to recommit in your heart to this family to your brothers and sisters, to bring the little that you have 
and to watch as God multiplies it and uses it to bless others in this family and to demonstrate his love to Edinburgh and everywhere. Dan, do you just want to come and pray for us just as we finish, to lead us in prayer as we close? Let's stand together, shall we? It's, um, it's all about heart, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's God getting hold of our hearts and uh, the outworking is, is so varied and different and wonderful. But let's, let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just come and fill us right now. Thank you for this precious uh, group of people, these living stones have you called to be alongside one another. Lord, I thank you that you are building something glorious, not because we're anything special, but because you love to take the ordinary and, and build something magnificent with it. So Lord, we, we give our hearts to you today. Lord, I pray, first of all, Lord, for those who have been at King's many years, I just pray, Lord, that uh, the, these notes that Chris has sounded would be like a sweet chord. I pray, Lord, that things that just need fine-tuning would just, just uh, you'd, you'd enable that, Lord, so that we can love and serve you in this community. Help us with the things we find hard, Lord. Lord, I pray for those who are maybe just feeling a little on the outside and looking in. I just pray, Lord, that you'd join our hearts together. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to take this step into this family called Kings. Lord, thank you for the vast variety of service and love that goes on in this community, by, both by people who are members and who are not. Lord, we, we do recognize all of that. And we say, Lord, let us be renowned as a people who lay down our lives for Jesus and for one another and enjoy your grace together. So we love you, Lord. We give ourselves to you. Pray, bless us as we go. Help us as we uh, are scattered across our city this week into all sorts of situations you've called us to be in. Let us bear much fruit for your glory, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.